Welcome to the Edge Podcast by MGR with your host, David Gill. Hey guys, David Gill here bringing you the Edge Daily Podcast. We upload every day of the week, Monday through Friday, so be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And so today, the topic is the utility, the the use cases of crypto and blockchain that aren't just in the future but are already going on right now and as well as ones that will come in the future and you know i wanted to make this one today because i haven't been talking about crypto much lately because i i felt like i had already talked about it and i only wanted to give my opinion on it if i actually thought there was something meaningful to talk about not just price fluctuations which you can see everywhere or find people talking about it everywhere that's not where i think i think anyone can see that i don't need to be saying oh my gosh guys did you see the price of bitcoin today that's not a very productive conversation but i still think there's a lot of people out there who don't really see the true utility of cryptocurrencies or even blockchain technology for that matter they don't see how it's useful And so today I'm going to talk about how people and countries and businesses are already using them now and the uses that we're going to see very soon because it's it's vital to know how the thing that a lot of you have invested in is actually going to work and how it's going to be used and it's vital for everyone else out there to understand how all of this new tech is going to change how your world works so it's very important that you learn how it works now rather than trying to catch up later all right let's get into it you ain't got no money i ain't got no time all these faces looking funny when i'm driving all right so i'm gonna start with one specific use case that has been talked about more recently but that i've been talking about for a long time now and that is africa Um, impoverished countries in specific, and this implies to all impoverished countries around the world, but in Africa specifically, you know, there's a lot of countries with no stable government currency because, you know, the governments are either underfunded or, you know, in incompetent. A lot of them can't keep themselves running because they don't have enough tax revenue and people aren't willing to give those governments loans via bonds, just like you can buy a U.S. Treasury bond. Those countries... They, they don't get a lot of people investing in them because it's very risky. They don't know if those governments are going to keep themselves running. So they are very underfunded. And the people there cannot rely on those governments. And a lot of those governments are actually run by dictators too who just care about their own power and not the stability of the country or benefiting the people. So when you offer them cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin or Ethereum or IOTA or any of the other ones that allow for fast peer-to-peer money transfer that isn't controlled by their you know either tyrannical or incompetent government then they're going to flock to that option it's just it just makes so much more sense for them and while cryptos might be volatile and for people in you know the wealthier parts of the world they say why would i ever use bitcoin as a day-to-day currency besides we're not going to talk about the transaction fees for now but like just an example, Bitcoin is volatile, so most of you would probably not want to have your life savings in Bitcoin. But if you're living in a country where one day the currency might be worth, say, $10, and the next day the currency is worth literally 
zero, it is worth less than the paper it's printed on, then you know what? Bitcoin doesn't sound like such a bad option to put all of your money into. And like I said, it's not controlled by any government. It's fast, it's peer-to-peer, -peer, it's pretty seamless. And when you compare crypto to their current government currencies, you know, crypto looks like heaven on earth. And this is going to make a serious impact. I mean, in Nigeria, for example, using Bitcoin in exchange for everyday goods is becoming more and more commonplace. They have Bitcoin ATMs even where you, if you need to pay in cash, you can go put in your Bitcoin or not put in your Bitcoin, but transfer your Bitcoin using your wallet and get cash straight out of an ATM. That's how advanced Nigeria is in the crypto space. Venezuela, after their government currency crashed and went, they went majorly towards crypto, the people did. And then so much so that the government of Venezuela has created its own cryptocurrency that's backed by its oil supplies and is going to make it the national currency rather than, I believe it's the Boliviar is what it's called, the other one that completely crashed and is worth nothing. Now, this is that cryptocurrency in particular is a terrible idea and it's run by a president who has no idea what he's doing and it will end badly, but the people of the country are using Bitcoin and Ethereum for trade, which is pretty promising. It shows that people can use this day-to-day -day and be just fine, especially, like I said, when they don't actually have a good government or no government currency provided, people resort to these things. That's the utility of it. And, you know, the power of these decentralized cryptocurrencies the power of them is overlooked by wealthy nations who are fortunate enough to have a stable government and stable monetary supply. And that makes it very easy to forget the 3 billion people who don't live in such places with stable governments. Half the world, 3 billion, almost basically half of the 7 billion people on this planet live in poverty and cannot rely on their governments to help them. And this is a specifically important role, I think, for cryptocurrencies in the future. They definitely cannot rely on their governments for pretty much anything, and especially not their financial livelihood, which in a lot of these countries means their entire livelihood, because if they can't afford to put foot on the table, they starve. They don't have welfare programs in most impoverished countries. They need and want a product like crypto, and it's only a matter of time before you see a billion people, if not even more, impoverished people adopting cryptos as a way to bring stability or instead of something that is causing them continual stretch stress, which is their current currencies. It's something that can allow them the opportunity to better their lives because they can actually have seamless international monetary transfer, which is pretty much impossible for half of the world right now. And that's just an example of how cryptos can be used as actual currencies. Not even how the tech behind them can be used for I mean, truly amazing and previously very difficult or even impossible things with the technology that we currently have. You know, another thing that the wealthier part of the world is thinking a lot about, especially businesses, is Internet of Things. The Internet of Things will run on blockchain or you know, DAG technology, DAG algorithms like IOTA. If you don't know what that is, I have a whole podcast explaining how that works. I'll put the link in the show, note, show notes, but in the future, Every device you own from your toaster to your fridge to your 
microwave to whatever to light bulbs like a lot of them already now will be you know smart meaning they're connected to the internet talking and interacting with other devices and users like yourself and we need a decentralized platform that can process millions of things at once that's what you know a protocol like iota for example that's the biggest one that's why i'm using an example but there's other ones too that allows for instant and massively scalable, you know, instant transfers and massively scalable networks that aren't controlled by a provider. That's how you run into things like the net neutrality issue in the US, for example, which is another thing. A decentralized internet is another possibility with blockchain and DAG technology. It's an internet that's not controlled by ISPs, not controlled by any one government or corporation. And I've said it before and I'll say it here again, Within about 10 years, net neutrality won't even be an issue or an argument, a debate that will have to be had because the ISPs will lose their control to these new decentralized networks. These are all only surface level examples of what cryptocurrencies, blockchain, and DAGs can do. It's technology that enables and empowers people. It removes gatekeepers and in a lot of poor countries, they're oppressors. It removes them. It creates a true meritocracy where the only thing that controls your future is you. That's what's so exciting about this tech. Not that you can make money investing in it, buying the dip. That's that the exciting thing is that it's removing the barriers that hold people back. It is removing the barriers of inequality and allowing for equal opportunity. Now, of course, I'm not saying that investing in it is a bad thing. I invest in it too. That's because I believe in it. But it's more than just an investment opportunity. It's a new technology that will change how people interact. That's what's so massive about it. That's what you need to tell people when they ask you about crypto or talk down about it as if their opinion matters, as if their uneducated opinion, the fact that they don't even know, they couldn't explain to you the blockchain or a DAG algorithm if they tried, but yet they're going to go out and talk down this technology just because it's new and they don't understand it. I know that was a bit of a rant, but I had to get off that sh off that off my chest. I wanted to clear the confusion that a lot of people seem to have about cryptocurrencies and blockchain and their actual usefulness. They are incredibly useful. This technology is game changing, game changing. Let me say that one more time, game changing, okay, people? Uh, anyways, enough of the rant. Let's get into the news. It's time for the news. All right, so we only have one major news story today, and it does actually involve blockchain, and that is that JD.com, for those of you who don't know what JD.com is, it's kind of like the Amazon of China. It's a massive e-commerce company, a $60 billion company, I believe, um, and they have launched a blockchain accelerator to fund new blockchain products. I'm going to guess, especially ones that have to do with improving the e-commerce industry, but you know, this is a $60 billion giant that's recognizing that the blockchain is something that they need to seriously consider and not just consider, invest in and build their own platforms on before other people do. This is just more proof that blockchain tech is truly powerful and thank you for listening. Hey 
Hey guys, David here. I just wanted to personally thank you for listening to this podcast today. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, it would mean the world to me. It would mean the world to us if you could leave us a positive review on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. It just means a lot to us. We're new. We're just getting started. So if you could help us out, that would be great. And also, we have been putting up some fire content on Instagram and on YouTube. So if you are not already following us or subscribe on Instagram and YouTube, then go to the show notes, click those links, and follow us there. We are posting content daily, so be sure to check it out. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.